Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For Book's Sake. I'm Heather Roberts. I am Veronica Adams, and we are 1852 Media. We are. And today, we are going to be talking about Ellie Conway and the whole controversy of Ellie Conway. Hold up, Heather. Who? Who? Right. Who is Ellie Conway? Who? Ellie Conway is supposedly supposedly a debut author who wrote a book entitled Argyle allegedly I, I say we'll get into why we say well, allegedly I mean Ellie there, Conway is yes 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 the author of Argyle now available for pre-order from Penguin Random House like correct. It's, it's not even a published book yet correct it is a to be published book it is a pre-order that is scheduled to release January 9th, 2024. There you go. Uh, that originally was going to be released in 2023. Yes. And then got pushed back to 2024. So that's in publishing land is sketch, number one. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just sketchy um, for a debut author to have their debut novel pushed out. By a traditional also, publishing by house, a traditional publishing house, yes. indies do it all the time. Like, correct. We we see you indies. Yeah, we dates, see you indies. Dates, this is dates are dates are flexible in the indie world. This is a trad thing. Yeah, in traditionally published world, this is weird. That's yes. weird. Yes. So there's also a movie of the same name that yes. is scheduled to drop in February of 2024. So approximately a month after the book comes out. Yeah. So the book is apparently it's sort of like a fourth wall breaking thing here, so like bear with me. So the book and movie is excuse me about Ellie Conway who is an author. Yes who is an introverted writer Mm -hmm. and she's writing a spy thriller novel Yes, and finds herself caught up in a real life spy thriller situation. She's suddenly surrounded by espionage everywhere. Correct. Yes. Um, People are comparing it to what was it? The, the King, the Kingmakers, Kings, whatever that whole thing was. The fact that it's being sort of compared to that, which is a very British enterprise, if you will, has me questioning some things. But, okay, so the reason we're talking about this is that, well, one of the reasons. There is a... (laughs) I was going to say, let's just be fully transparent. Let's be fully transparent. (laughs) And we'll get into this whole timeline and everything like that. So one of the reasons that we're talking about this is because there have been... TikToks made a plenty that are believing that Ellie Conway, the author, is a pen name for Taylor Swift. And, and listen, the, the Swifties with their Easter eggs yes. and all of their wild theories, some of which have proven to be absolutely correct because Taylor Swift is a marketing mastermind, if you will, to, to borrow a song title. I mean, the the evidence is compelling. I'm not sure I believe the fan theory myself, but the evidence is compelling. Like people yes. have 
they've connected some dots in some very unique ways. So the argument that it could potentially be Taylor Swift is a believable one. The f- okay, so my my healthy skepticism here. Yes. Uh, we will go through the evidence, but my <laughs> my healthy skepticism is telling me that this is an incredibly genius marketing move on the yes. behalf of Penguin Random House. Which is the number one reason we're discussing it today, because for yes. marketing purposes, this is just absolutely next level. Next level. I think this is an insanely genius marketing move. I do not mm. believe it's Taylor Swift at all who wrote the book. I believe that this is a packaged author, meaning that the author does not actually exist, that there's no real person behind it mm-hmm. um, other than the you know, powers that be at Penguin Random sure. House. Uh, I believe that they have partnered with a talent agency, uh, a media company, to help create the persona of Ellie Conway and that they potentially are giving Taylor Swift some type of kickback royalty something in order to essentially use a lot of these Easter eggs in a very blatant way yeah, and have her not deny or have her, you know, not say anything. Right. They're Keep confirming her or denying. Definitively saying yes. I am not Ellie Conway. Right. Right. In order to help market these things. Also a very good theory. This is my theory. And this is why I believe this. Okay. So let me, let's go through some of the timeline. Then we can talk about why people think it's Taylor yeah, Swift. Yeah. Let's, and then yeah, you let's, can decide what you think. Yeah. All right. Set the, set the table for us. Setting the table. Okay. So it states that Ellie, Ellie Conway has a very small, very small bio. On the Penguin US site, it simply says that she was like born and raised in upstate New York. Like that is all. And that she lives in the United States. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you she very much. A- she wrote Agent Argyle while working at a diner. It says that on the Penguin UK website, not <gasps> the Penguin US website. Okay. I find that interesting. interesting. I find that to interesting. be interesting. So on the Penguin UK website, it says she wrote her first novel about Agent Argyle while working as a waitress in a late night diner. Those are the exact words. Okay. If you go onto Amazon and you click on the author, there is no author page for Ellie Conway. It just brings up the book, which real person, any real person, even people who are pretending to be fake people like pretending to be a somebody or like a pen name or what have you. Mm-hmm. Most authors create their author page. Yes. Like that this, is this lack of an author page smacks of the publishing company having just set up the book on its own yes. without any sort of input from the author or without any credit. The author, there's the no, author. there's no participation of the right. author themselves in in this because the author themselves would have to go on and claim the book on an author page there's no frequently authors who do have traditional contracts who are being published by any publishing company big or small the listing is created by the publisher and then linked to the author's amazon account so that the author also gets linked and credit within the amazon system right yeah so that not existing screams packaged author to me. Yes. Screams it. Okay. So the book release 
is scheduled, like I said, for January 9th, 2024. You can go and pre-order it now. Yes. On January 9th, 2024, it's going to be available in ebook, audio, and hardcover, and translated into German for release. Interesting. Right. I find that interesting. Okay. The movie itself was first announced in June of 2021. Okay. Some places say that it was first announced in August of 2021. So I'm going to go with June. It probably, there was rumblings, right? Yeah. People are announcing it. The film trailer was released by Universal Pictures in late September 2023, which is now why we are all talking about this. Sure. Okay. The TikTokers have picked up the trailer. Everybody's, yeah, 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 doing the thing with the Easter eggs. That is why if people are like, why now? That is why. Because the trailer just released in late September of 2023. Got it. Like I said before, the, the movie is scheduled to hit theaters in February of 2024. If we start going into Instagram, right, there's only one bit of social media for this mm-hmm. author. Um, she hasn't, we're just going to say she, okay. She has uh, no posts on her Instagram account. She does have an Instagram account. Uh, the Instagram account was created in December of 2021. So the movie was first announced in June of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then an Insta was created for her in December of 2021. She links in her link in bio. Mm-hmm. The link is to the UK penguin link, which is a head scratcher. My friends, why, if this is Taylor Swift, would she link to the UK penguin? So this is why you, this is why you referred to the Kingsman. Yes. The British spy. Yes. Like it's, it's got that sort of like, this is coming out of the UK kind of feel to it for you. It does. Okay. And you would default to the country yeah. in which you are in. Sure. Why wouldn't well, you link to the US penguin? Site? It's interesting that uh, like when I was doing a bit of research, I didn't realize that I had been served just from general Googling the penguin UK website rather than the penguin US website myself, because I have that additional bio piece too. Right. That you said is not on penguins US webpage. So fascinating. A bit of movement, energy direction toward the UK here in some way or for some reason. Someone, someone, the person creating it. Yeah. Or something, or maybe Mm -hmm. this originated in, Maybe the Thoughts. intern's just British. Right. Like that. It could be as simple as that. I, right. I don't know. But okay. I find this interesting. Sure. She follows one person, and that is Agent Eric Reed of WME, which is a massive talent agency. And Eric Reed is a partner at WME, this massive talent agency. So Taylor Swift does not use them. Taylor Swift has her own talent agency. She sure. she has 13 management is what, of course, she yeah. has. You don't become a billionaire by doing everything out of house. Correct. Um, so she has 13 management. It's all very tightly guarded. She has sure. made like one staff change over the past like decade. And mm-hmm. that staff change is only like the head attorney because her her attorney, her senior counsel retired. 
And so she brought on a senior partner from Venable in D.C. to become senior counsel. Yeah, we we know who Venable is. (laughs) So if you don't, it is a very large, prestigious law firm in the Mm -hmm. base in the D.C. area. So my point being, she does not make like, you know, any type of big changes or anything over there. Could she be, why would she go to a talent agency to shop a book and then have a partnership with somebody else who's going to get a cut of whatever this is, which by the way, Apple paid $200 million for the rights to this movie. Yes. Yes. I don't see Taylor Swift giving up any of those dollars to somebody when she could be doing it herself. Mm Which she could be doing it herself, by the way. Sure. So, like, she, this is all. This is my healthy skepticism. Film, okay. This is film is not a new frontier for her. Look at her music videos. Correct. Look at her deal with AMC that just recently mm-hmm. happened. That all mm-hmm. went direct. She did yeah. not use anybody else. So why the subterfuge? Also, why the subterfuge? If she was going to be releasing a book under a pen name, she would want everyone to know about it. Sure. This is my okay. There is a Argyle movie Instagram that was started in June of 2023. Okay. Shockingly or not so shockingly, 50% of their followers follow Taylor Swift because of this whole thing. Sure. Okay. Sure. So they are, their marketing tactics of trying to reach the Taylor fan base is working. Um, Clearly they have changed their username once already. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what it was before. Okay. But it was, it's Argyle movie right now. I don't know what it was before, but um, it is based in the U.S. and it is a verified account. I will note that Ellie Conway's Instagram is not verified and it does not say where she's based. Fascinating. Um, the only- my understanding is that that Instagram account was started on December 13th in 2021. Yeah. Well, Taylor's birthday, December 13th, 13 being her, yeah, the 13 and all of that. That's her lucky yes. number. It's her brand. Right. It's her birth date. The right. only other thing I will say is that there are no trademarks for Ellie Conway. There are not any trademarks for the Argyle movie. And I found interesting. that interesting as well. I did a little searcheroo. What would be the reason not to? It's not Taylor Swift. I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, but even if it's not Taylor Swift, the owner could still. They should. I mean, if this has been going like, on since June of 21. We're talking about a $200 million investment from Apple and nobody has registered a single mark with the United States government over this deal. Like, yeah. what? And so, well, you have to remember, so if the the film was announced in 2021, so a draft of the book's manuscript, script, allegedly. Or the screenplay. I, there, yeah, articles are calling it a draft of the book's manuscript. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm using air quotes for those of you listening on the podcast, because I think that it was a movie screenplay that was then turned into a book. For these for this marketing and Ellie protest. Conway is the no actual real person 
pseudonym being used to publish the screenplay yes. as a novel to sell it as a companion to and or build buzz for an ongoing series about Asian Argyle. So, yeah. And just just so that we're clear, the, the book was originally slated for a September 29th release mm-hmm. in, God, what year? 2022, I think, or something like that? Okay. And then it was pushed back to March 30th of 2023. And then it was pushed back to January 9th, 2024. Yeah. I mean, the, also, Hollywood, the, the screenwriters strike, like, I, you know, how many other things could be at play in a decision like this that? This is my thought, right? Like, there's a, yeah. yeah. Um, also, the Penguin in other in mentions on the Penguin Random House website, I believe they mm-hmm. fixed this now. Her name was spelled cr- differently. Her name was spelled E-L-L-I-E, Conway. So I've got the tab open right now. I'm looking at it. I should pull a screenshot. My Chrome tab, the actual tab at the top of my browser says E-L-L-I-E, Conway. But the page is E-L-L-Y, Conway. Yeah. It's still live, like the the discrepancy. Well, that's good to know. So this, I haven't, I hadn't seen this before. I'm reading Gawker. I'm trying to, Mm -hmm. it says communication with a publicist for Ballantine books, the imprint publishing Argyle. So, oh, so that's Penguin Random House. Okay. Yes. Went dead after the conversation turned to questions about the author. So yeah, this is, I, I think that, um. It's so what, packaged. This was from September nineteenth, twenty twenty two. This okay. um this article. Okay. So it was originally. What would, what would be yeah. the reason for Ellie Conway if she's a real person and she's not a packaged author? Okay, let's just. Right. Let's 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 make the assumption, for the sake of argument, that she's not Taylor Swift and she's also not just some packaged you know, a screenplay that was she's actually a debut author. Yeah. That she is a real person who actually wrote this book or wrote a book that has now been, you know, edited and revised and, and adapted and then readapted. Okay. For all of Hollywood's purposes. Yeah. What would be the reason to stay anonymous as just, you know, Ellie Conway, whoever you are, the the woman who allegedly wrote this book while working at a diner, according to right. Penguin UK. Right. If she's actually somebody who worked at a diner, what's, what, there would be no reason. If you are right. somebody who is a, a diner worker, one mm. would assume by the persona in which has been created that this mm. person doesn't have a lot of means, right? That they haven't right. lived a life of means. Right. Or at least are not currently living a life of means. Sure. So why why stay silent about it? Why not try right. to market yourself further? Why Well, and why aren't you being why aren't you being taken on a press tour and a book tour pre pre-launch? You know, why aren't you out right. there doing media and interviews and um like early signings for and reading any, parties yeah exactly. like penguin would do for literally any of their other authors that are right. large names right right who had a book optioned into a movie yes exactly 
Like literally all of them. Being directly quoted in Entertainment Tonight and Entertainment Weekly and Entertainment Everybody, you know, People Magazine, Us Weekly. Like, why are you not, you know, no photos, no quotes, no nothing. And also I do just, as I'm saying, as I was saying the words out of my mouth about Mm -hmm. her being a diner, you know, a diner worker and all of that. Mm -hmm. And if she's not real, which I don't believe she is. I find that sort of gross to play off of the working class trope yes. as the rags to riches story for this debut author to help yes drum up support for her from people 100%. who might not otherwise engage with the book. Yeah, yeah, I, I find that gross. It is gross if that's what's if that's what has happened. It is gross. You're not wrong. It it very much tracks though. Yeah. Being Penguin. <laughs> like, it, sure. it tracks. Sure. So, all right. Very, so, do you want to get in? Dickensian, if you will. Yeah. Do you want to get into why people are saying it's Taylor Swift? Oh, Lord, we can. So, there's the Instagram I, I creation like, date, right? I feel like I've put my skepticism out there. So, you know, we need to we need to put yeah, on the other side. Yeah, persuaded me in the process. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Taylor anymore. <laughs> like, oh, there's no way it's her. No. So the the Ellie Conway Instagram went live for the first time and shared its first post on December 13th, 2022, I believe, or 2021. She has so, no posts right now, by the way. So they've all been deleted. Interesting. Yeah, well, sorry. The there were posts I've seen, before. I've seen some screen grabs of like the actual post layout of several posts, you know, how Instagram does. Yeah. So they're all gone. They're gone. Oh, this is a total package marketing move here. And it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Taylor does that too. Taylor does that too. Like the idea is to create enough parallels between Ellie Conway and Taylor Swift so that people can't stop thinking that Ellie is Taylor. Right. Period. And Taylor will often archive her Instagram posts when she's about to do something big for marketing reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. That has happened multiple times in the past. So there's the Instagram connection, first and foremost, December 13th being the start date, that also being Taylor's birthday. One of the other really big connections is is cats, actually. So mm-hmm. I believe in the book itself, Ellie Conway is a cat guardian. She has a pet cat. Um for people who own cats, you know, you don't actually own cats. Cats own you. You just take (laughs) care of them. So she is a servant to a feline and it's the same breed as Taylor's cats or two of Taylor's cats, I think. So there is a connection there in terms of Ellie Conway's cat being a Scottish fold and Taylor having a Scottish fold or maybe two Scottish fold cats. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. And also I believe in the trailer, there's a scene of Ellie taking her cat on the road with her in one of those like bubble travel backpacks for cats. They yeah. sit in it and they've got the plastic bubble with the holes. They get fresh air and they can see everything that's going on around them while they're strapped to your back. Sure. And Taylor used one of those and was carrying one of her cats around in one of the documentaries that either she produced or that was made about her okay. a few years back. So we have all of this like Taylor cat stuff. Also the movie cat, the book cat has his own Instagram. Yes. The movie cat himself is famous. 
the movie cat. Interesting. Yeah, he's famous all in his own right. He's actually well, sure. The, he's a Hollywood cat, right? Like he's yeah, probably he's, been in several commercials and TV and I forget who he's owned by. Hold on, I can. I read it in one of the articles. He's owned by someone famous. Claudia Schiffer. Yes, Claudia there Schiffer we go. owns him. He is he is owned by a, a Claudia Schiffer, and they have created mm-hmm. an Instagram for that cat, and so that cat is famous already. Yeah, the one that's playing the cat in the movie. Right, right. And yeah. they have done some posts playing off of Taylor with the cat. So, like the okay. cat's Instagram has a photo of him. So it's it's a famous photo of Taylor and someone else, but. His face is on the other person's face and Taylor's cat Meredith is on Taylor's face. So okay. like, you know, anthropomorpha, anthropom. <sighs> it's Friday and I've only had one cup of I coffee. Know. I feel you. They're making them human. They're making, you know, them the fancy human. academic yes. word for that. Yes. That's the one I'm trying to say and can't. So, um, humanizing the cats. Yes. Okay. I did read one other thing that like apparently Argyle, Argyle's very specifically like Argyle. Is Taylor Swift coded in some way? It's yeah, is Taylor Swift coded? Um, she uses Argyle, the pattern, in a lot of her things. Um, she wears a lot of Argyle. She I guess I didn't know that. I, I didn't ever really pay attention. One of the few either. things that has not been shoved down my throat by the Swifties on TikTok who are slowly turning me into <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely a Swiftie, let's be honest. I'm just maybe not as like into like I'm I'm surface level, maybe slightly below surface level Swifty. Uh because yeah. there's levels. There's levels of being a Swifty. I gotta be honest, as an elder millennial, I've been relieved to see Britney back in the headlines. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But there is a connection. Certain bad boys getting their just desserts. About time. Anyway. There there (laughs) is a connection, allegedly, with the Argyle Mm -hmm. use. And then, obviously, the book is named Argyle. I mean, if Argyle is like a Taylor Swift thing, clearly. I mean, we should have led with that. I'm just unaware of it until now. That's, yeah, huge title. Agent name. Very Taylor Swift coded, apparently. Yes. It's very so, Taylor Swift quoted, but is it Taylor Swift coded or are people just reading into it? Because Well, that's the thing, right? So yeah. the marketing genius here is that if it's Taylor Swift, she's doing Taylor Swift things and these are little right. teeny tiny Easter eggs that people can use to try and crack the code before it actually officially comes out that she is in fact Ellie Conway and that she wrote this book under the pseudonym and you know that the whole thing has just been I guess some sort of side venture for her because sure. owning owning the billboard charts and the streaming <laughs> charts and and you know spending as much time with Travis Kelsey as she possibly can while also doing an international tour, becoming a billionaire and everything else she's right. got going on wasn't enough work for her. I mean Yeah, I I can only imagine what her days are like. Like Yeah. I the whole outsourcing of this yeah. makes me feel like it's not Taylor Swift. Well, so and I'm also, getting I that vibe like, too. I also feel like Taylor is way more nuanced about things. 
Yeah, I don't think that things would be as inelegant as they are currently if Taylor were behind them. This is my thought. This is yeah. clunky. This is clunky. It's clunky. And it does not have that. It doesn't have that Taylor Swift tier feel to it, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, you know what it is. It's a bunch of people trying to make Taylor Swift their marketing car engine right. traffic generator, if you will. Right. With, like without running into any legal issues. <laughs> right. To propel this forward. Like how do you, how do you make a book and a movie famous before either one has ever been consumed by the public? Right. Okay. Well, what, what catches on in the world of pop culture these days? Where do you find people who engage with, Especially from something that has come from nothing, right? Right, right. Because there's no fan base. Exactly. We're talking about a debut author here and someone who heretofore was unknown and just allegedly a very average working class person. Right. So I just don't see it. I also don't think that Taylor would agree to having her life story be co-opted in a way that would allow her to put on a persona that she wrote this book while working late nights in a diner. Right. I don't think Taylor would allow that. I think that she would find that inauthentic and gross. Sure. Sure. And she knows everything that's going on about everything in her life. Like let's it's, you know what I mean? Like she's not like one of those celebrities that it's like, Oh, that just slipped through the cracks because it's just some small detail written on a one line on a website. No, no, no. Yeah. 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 Taylor knows everything that is being put out about her. She's in control of all of it because it's all in house. Like we were talking about before, like the fact that this, that Ellie's Instagram account only follows one person or one other account. And it is, this executive from the talent agency. Yeah. That tells me that that talent agency is running the Instagram account. That's what that tells me. Yeah. So for those, she following her cat. Right. I mean, for those that don't know, this is not, not new in the publishing world. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Stuff like this happens. Stuff like this happens all the time. People are paid to run accounts on social media, pretending to be, authors mm-hmm. and then the books are written by ghost writers and the books yes. are produced and published but the author is out there connecting with readers in the sure. world and pretending to be the person that wrote the book this yeah. is not uncommon or celebrities put their names on things and it's you know yeah. it's either memoir or it's whatever it, it could be fiction most of the time it's memoir and it's ghost written i mean yeah. obviously the celebrity fact checks and provides information, but everything else is processed through the system and someone else gets paid to do literally all of the other work, the writing, the editing, the social media, all of it. I mean, you look at the Britney memoir, like the goal of a good ghostwriter, right. Is to take the celeb when we're talking about a celebrity memoir is -hmm. to take the celebrity's voice and translate it into a well-written memoir. Oh, because girl, Prince Harry's memoir. Right. If you wrote, and for example, that's a great example because if you wrote Britney's memoir in the same style that Prince Harry's memoir is written, it would be, it wouldn't work. So the talent 
that comes in is that ghostwriter taking yes. the, the story from yes. the celebrity and, you know, Making really it authentically the, the yeah. celebrity's voice and telling Correct. it in the way that they, they converse with people and making it, but also the celebrity story. Yeah. But also making it cogent to read and, right. you know, all of that. Which, so honestly, a little bit more of a challenge if you're writing Britney's memoir than, than Prince Harry's probably. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but that's why ghostwriters for memoirs exist. That's why, exactly. you know, and they do a fantastic job and sure. they're, you know, absolutely worth every penny. Oh, the, the, the marketing wheels on this thing are just, I can't decide if it's brilliant or if they just got lucky. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like, mean, how much of this was staged to lead to what has actually happened with the trailer being seized by all of these content creators on the internet and the, the Swifties grabbing Easter eggs and, and making additional, is it Taylor or isn't it Taylor content? And, and how much of it is they just fell into like right place, right time. I have and to there wonder. Were three or four similarities. And I mean, with the Swifties, that's yeah. all it takes. Right? The, yeah. So. Basically. I mean, I have to wonder what, who was the first creator to post about the Taylor theories? Ooh. I don't know the answer. Yeah, to that. That's, that's an excellent question because the origin of the Taylor conspiracy would tell you a lot about how fabricated it is or is not. Right. Because let's be honest, I mean, people can go on the internet and say their opinions all day long because that's mm -hmm. literally what the internet is about. If you talk about Taylor Swift on the internet, you're likely to get more views than if you talk about, you know, I don't know, my farmer neighbor. Like literally <laughs> just <laughs> – Fair enough. I, of course. So it could be somebody who thought they found something because Taylor Swift – conspiracies are all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. This is not, you know, new information. But if it's someone like Taylor Nation coming out about it, yeah, and posting something or right. posting or confirming it, not like even confirming liking a post or doing something in perpetuation mm -hmm. of, if we broke that down, that could tell us a lot about whether Taylor is co-signing this. Or if it's just, you know, fans trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. I mean, I mean, it's true. The only other thing. So I think people were all remember that there was a whole buzz about like there was going to be a Taylor Swift memoir that dropped and there was like a huge yeah. pre-order and like, yeah, I don't even remember what happened with that. Um, what book that ended up being, but it wasn't Taylor Swift's memoir or a doc. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't because I would have heard that it was, but it wasn't. I think we all would have. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But people were all hyped about that because she had done some sort of uh, thing at one of her concerts and it said like, dear reader. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's in like a whole note. Right. So people thought, oh my God, she said dear reader. So like reader is going to be, you know, but isn't dear yeah. reader one of the titles to one of her songs? Maybe did I make or that it's up? A lyric, if or it's, it's a not lyric? a song, it's definitely a lyric. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so you could be reading into that way too much that she's writing a book mm -hmm. or what have you. And let's be honest, Taylor doesn't do things halfway. Number one, 
And number two, she's not all that slow about certain things. Right. And she does things independently. Like she's very independently moving. Mm -hmm. Like look at the AMC, you know, movie theater thing. Like that was fast. She just had her tour. She did a whole documentary. I think she, she didn't even decide like the documentary recording didn't even start at the beginning of the tour. No, they came on board after the tour was already in progress. Right. And then they edited it, edited it, edited it. I can't speak. Good. It's not just me today. No. Produced it and did the whole everything. (laughs) Cut it. We're going to use other words. Packaged it together and then distributed it. Yes. And created a whole deal for that within months. Mm -hmm. I mean, amazing. And direct with AMC. Like there was no middleman for this at all. So that's her and the theater company. That's really what's tripping me up. If, if (laughs) Ellie was Taylor Swift, I do not see in any universe her giving an agent from a talent, a big talent agency, any cut of anything. Right. She'd be following a cat on Instagram. Right. Like, yeah. If this was Taylor Swift. She, she'd be giving no one anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably two or three other things that are Taylor Swift coded. Yeah. Right? Like, the Easter eggs would be there. There would be more Easter eggs than there are currently. Correct. It wouldn't just be cats in Argyle. Right. I have an, 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 a birth date of December 13th. I bet that mm-hmm. was potentially coincidental. Well, or maybe it depends, right? So, like, if the marketing strategy has been to end up here all along, like, if this wasn't just a happy accident, then absolutely it was intentional. Right. It's the, that is the first Easter egg. What do you do? You start Ellie's Instagram on Taylor's birthday. Right. And then you just keep dropping little things here and there. I would love to see the photos that were there, too. I, I'm mm-hmm. annoyed that they no longer exist on the on the gram. Yeah, I might have to look to, for some of the screen grabs. People I will talk. have to go look for some of the screen grabs, and uh, we can. I think it was innocuous best. stuff. It was like a city park food, okay. like coffee. I mean, you know, like the stuff most people put on the gram. You know, like it's a nice day. But me being a lunatic would run it through Google reverse image search. <laughs> And then look on stock photo sites and see if this is, you know. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is that is 100% a you thing to do, but also just the, the cavalier way in which you described yourself as a lunatic. Like When it I comes to things like that, yeah, I, I am extra and yeah. I don't, you know, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like, I know how to use the public records and I'm gonna. Like, it, the information is there. If it is publicly available on the interwebs, I shall find yeah. it. That's right. That's don't not put, behind a paywall. Don't, yeah, don't put things on the internet that you don't want me to find. I will find yeah. them. I mean, it's part of the reason why uh, we got a good deal on our house. <laughs> <laughs> you, need to, you need to know everything about the person on the other side of the table. Did nothing illegal, my friends. Nothing. I do remember those conversations, though. That was a fascinating time. It truly was. And she's telling, she is 100% telling the truth. Like that. (laughs) She 
she went digging and found more than she needed to know. Found everything I needed to know. <laughs> and and used it to her own benefit. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Screen grab, reverse image search. How many of those photos on Insta before the account was scrubbed right. were stock photos? Would they potentially or were they taken? The talent agency pulled off of Shutterstock or iPhoto. Or were they taken in the UK? Oh, yeah. Is that why they were deleted? I mean, Argyle is a... UK word. Yeah. Well, no, like the pattern, right? Like Scottish tartans and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like Argyle is a, you know... Yeah. I'm just saying. Harken to British things, I suppose. I don't think it does, does harken back own Argyle, but like No. But I start I certainly think it has its origins uh with the sure. with Scottish uh, you know, culture. Mm-hmm. I, I would think so. I don't know this for a fact. Someone can please educate me. Uh but yeah. that is my Yeah, we didn't I didn't research our homework on Argyle itself. I did not starting this podcast. I did not, but that <laughs> I have been to Scotland and I have um, a, a very good friend who uh, is is Scottish and who has spoken to me about um, the different tartans and, and all of that. So with my limited knowledge that I have, I do not th- that think that that is unreasonable to, you know, believe. Yeah. Anyway. So unfortunately, my friends, I do not believe <laughs> that Ellie Conway is Taylor Swift. I think Ellie Dionway, again, is a packaged author created with a partnership uh, between a talent agency and Penguin Random House and that they're using Taylor Swift Easter eggs in order to draw on an audience. Brilliantly, I may add. Brilliantly. but Sure. Sure. And sort of grossly with the whole diner line, but Outside yeah. of that, brilliantly. Uh, Agreed. I I um I I saw my first TikTok from the Swifties about this a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, hmm, interesting if true, but also like, what does writing a book do for Taylor Swift? Right. Writing a book that is then sold into a two hundred million dollar movie deal—that does a lot for Taylor Swift, but like she's out here making hundreds of millions of dollars on her own without screen adaptations of a book. So like, and a fiction book, no less. Right. Right. Not, not a memoir, not a, you know, but counterpoint, she's a great storyteller. If you listen to her lyrics, wonderful storyteller. I don't care what John Mayer said. It's not cheap songwriting. She's talented. She is very talented. I've been listening to the yeah. 1989 remake on repeat okay. uh, and the new I'm, songs. I'm, I'm a reputation fan myself. So like I need reputation TV. Like I'm just, you know, I'm happy for the 1989 girlies, but like. I do I, love me some 1989. I do. It was all right. I listened to it back in the day when I was. Did you hear the bonus the songs though? The new, yeah, the vault not, songs? Not for me. Like they're oh good. My God, just not my vibe. Yeah. Not my vibe. How are they not your vibe? She's. Honestly, I don't get Harry Styles. I I just don't. Okay. Like it's. 
not, sure. not for me. Sure. Not for me. But she tears him apart and it's beautiful. I know. I know. And if you were ever invested in their romance or just in her clapping back against men behaving badly and doing terrible yes. things in relationship with women. Great. You know, but like. They're just not your song vibes. Yeah. yeah. It's not for me. I, I I have three or four songs from 1989 that I really like, but it's just not a whole out. Al- like the whole album is not a no skip experience for me. I only, I skip like one or two songs on 1989. I I know people are going to hate me, but I, I just like bad blood. I just don't, I can, I'm, I didn't. All right. We have to break up now. I did not like that. The Kendrick, the Kendrick Lamar remix. Like that is just. Okay. Well, a remix I can deal, but the original is what I just. The original. Okay. I'll give you the original. Yeah. I really will. It's just not my jam. It is. Every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, skip. Like, immediately. I just can't. I can't. It's the opening notes. I can't. But that's it. Anyway. So I'm sorry couldn't for those. Have anything to do with, couldn't have anything to do with how much you have in the past and maybe still currently enjoy Katy Perry. No, I mean, I, don't, I actually love, um, I love a good rivalry. I did love swish, Katie. Swish, I did. I did love Katie Perry's "Swish Swish Bish." I, 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 I adored that song, and <laughs> I thought that that was. I recall. Yeah, <laughs> so beautiful. It was so well done. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just the notes on it, which is probably why "Reputation" is not my favorite favorite album. So perhaps. Because it's got a similar reputation vibe. Like, yeah. That, oh yeah, totally. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. That that is my jam. That that is my era. If I had to pick an era, I'm a reputation girly. There so. you go. I like. I think Midnight's is probably one of my faves too. Mm. I'm, a good I'm album. a Midnight girly. But because and together Vigil- we I mean, are not convinced that Ellie Conway is. Taylor yes. <laughs> because let's be honest, vigilante shit. Come on. I don't start yeah. shit, but I'm going to tell you how it ends. That's right. That, that does not jive with Ellie Conway. It does don't not. Get sad. Get even. It's beautiful. It's so good. Mm-hmm. With somebody who makes these things, like you think that that person is going to be this not well done packaged author. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Her stuff is so intricate and so layered and so interconnected that there is no way what is happening with Ellie Conway is, it's just not at that level. Right. It, it's just not. I, we all wish it were, but it's not. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just a bunch of Swifties who went too far. We love you, Swifties. We are one of you. <laughs> we adore you, but this one's not it. It is not sm- passing the smell test. I wish it were, but yeah. alas, no. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm indifferent on whether I wish it it were true. It would be really... fun. It would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. But. And maybe that's what's missing, right? Like, yeah. there's just enough that it, the theory is credible, but also there's not enough that it's actually a suck you in, like, yeah. Oh yeah, this has Taylor written all over it, kind of thing. And that's why I'm not so invested in it or connected with it. I, I think you're right, Heather. I think it's 100% a package. And I think that the people marketing it are either brilliant or have just gotten super lucky. That is very possible, too. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, marketing tip of the week. We did not talk about this before <laughs> we're starting to record. I have one if you want one. Oh, do you really? Okay, let's do mm-hmm. it. Because I yeah. I could come up with one, but. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I came prepared. We've okay. Just been Ellie Conwaying for the last 45 minutes. I know. Exclusive content. Mm. I don't know that we've talked about this at all. I don't think we have. This is a marketing tool that you you should have in your author toolbox for multiple things. First and foremost, exclusive content being something that you only give or sell in one particular fashion. So if you have a Substack or a Patreon or a Ream account, you can put exclusive content behind the paywall of those services and monetize that. But the primary use of exclusive content is to use a reader magnet or a loss leader to get people to subscribe to your newsletter. And your newsletter is always going to be your marketing BFF. Yes. So when you're done writing your manuscript, write a little bonus prologue or epilogue or a tangential story about a related character in the world you've just created. Put together some kind of short form story, a few thousand words, or an actual whole novella if you have it in you, and set it aside, not necessarily for sale, but as an exclusive product, an exclusive story that readers can only get from you off of your own store or, you know, the retailers that you use to sell your books. That exclusive content will do you worlds of good. Yes. If you make it available in exchange for some sort of marketing access to people or as part of your uh, behind the paywall content on Mm -hmm. whatever platform you're pursuing that kind of relationship with your readers. Absolutely. That's a great, great marketing tip. Exclusive content can be used in so many different ways. Yes. Yes. So make sure you have some. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, until next time, we will keep looking up conspiracies to debunk. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, this has been For Book's Sake. (laughs) And we're out.